All right, welcome into a special playoff post-game edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Paul Daner Jr. and C. Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic are here with you after uh, the shortest five-hour game in postseason baseball history, maybe. Modern. <laughs> modern, yeah, modern era. <laughs> An unbelievable game straight straight out of the playbook of uh some Cincinnati sports postseason moments past uh fit right in line as the Reds lose one to nothing in thirteen innings to the Atlanta Braves despite an incredible pitching performance from not just Trevor Bauer, uh, but everybody up and down their bullpen. Rysel Iglesias, Lucas Sims, Michael Lorenzen. It ends up being given up by Archie Bradley and Amir Garrett, technically in the 13th. But the story of this game, and we will see if it ends up being the story of this series, Trent, is an incomprehensible number of missed opportunities that if you're the Reds, it's it's almost impossible to believe that you had so many prime opportunities to just need squeak one run across and couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the team with the worst batting average, if you want to go on batting average, which I know a lot of people do. You're talking about the team with the worst batting average in the Reds had, what, 11 hits to the team with the second best batting average in baseball, in in the Braves, having just six. And the... It came down to the timing, you know, they just didn't get that one big hit. They couldn't get the big hit and it was, um, or, you know, big hit by pitch or big wild pitch or big, whatever sack fly, any of it. They had so many chances and there were two that really just stick out to me because they were the product of this team knowing that they haven't been able to get those hits and they tried too much. And that was Nick Castellanos going um, first to third on a hit to left field in the um, sixth. Now, David Bell said it was a good move, and I, I, I'm kind of there with him. Um, it, there, there was one out at that point. Um, you know, the old saying is you never make want to make the first or third out at second at third base. Um, so that's where it's a little different than Game Three of the 2012. NLDES against the Giants where uh, Brandon Phillips made the first out at third base um, when he still thought he was fast. And um, and so there was – that's that's the one difference. It is Adam Duvall and we've all seen Adam Duvall make those throws. And, and it was a heck of a throw by Adam Duvall, a great tag as well. Um, I get it, but again, it's that pressing, that being aggressive because of that. And then that delayed double steal thing was just, wow. that was a disaster. And David Bell um, said it was on him, and it was, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was pressing as well. That was pressing and saying with, with you know, Matt Davidson, a guy who hadn't had a hit in over a month – up, even though they he was their pinch hitter instead of um, who was other there? Uh, Kurt Casale, pinch hit for Kurt Casale. Yeah, which is interesting because Casale's been one of their better offensive players. And if you're just going to try to run that double steal, why are you burning a pitch hitter? Why are you bur- burning your catcher? What? 
over yeah. oh, if you're going to try to do that move. It was just too cute. Yeah. Too cute. And um, and they pay for it. And that that is there. Um, it, it, and that's the biggest one. That's the one that really stings um, when, when you're there because you're so close. You're at third base. You had, you know, two outs still, but... I mean, yeah. how, but how many times, you know, if those are the ones, to me, you know, if I was like, at some point, well, you know, you almost have to play rank the missed opportunities because there's so many of them. They all felt so familiar. It's like first and third, one out. I mean, have you been here before? The first inning, they lead off the game. Yeah, Nick Senzel and Nick Castellanos right off the jump go first and first and third, none out. Uh, and the you know obviously the middle of your order three four five coming up and they can't get anything out of it. It set the tone for the day. It was funny you said, oh man, that's going to be the one they're going to look back on. It's the one you forget because there were so <laughs> many others that happened since yeah. then uh, that it was you know that was all the way back at the very beginning. You know, to me, you're you, to me the stuff where it's an unforced error. It's one thing for the Braves deep bullpen which boy did they show that off today mm-hmm. they, they have one they used it we talked about it uh in the lead up we talked about it in the podcast earlier this week it's it's a, it's an absolute massive strength of their team and they used it to every bit today um but the f- the fact that that whole bullpen was going through in every single inning you had a real opportunity it just seems you know, I can deal with that when their bullpen guys are getting you out. And, you know, they're doing it. But when you do it to yourself, and especially with base running stuff, um, Joey Votto discussed people are going to talk about Votto not scoring um, from second. I, um, I, that, that blows my mind that people are talking about that. Right. That, that he, he's his Votto's point, And, you know, I think if you're looking at it, it's a, it's a tough spot for the runner on second. The ball's hit in front of him right by the third baseman. The third baseman gets that. You can't be sprinting off the bag and open yourself up um, to getting snagged there. Um, and so he's it, saying he, you, he couldn't get, you couldn't get the jump you wanted from that spot, so he comes he, around and... Even if he did, remember we were talking about Adam Duvall in left field? Right. And we've all seen it. And we've also seen Joey Votto run. <laughs> Joey Votto is a Hall of Fame player. He is not he did not get there on his legs. No. <laughs> no. It, 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 when he was at his best, he did not get there on his legs. So to think that sending him there is a good idea, even with a good jump, I don't see it. I don't see it. I know it's scoring position, but it's also Joey Votto. Yeah. You you know, if 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 they send him there, all the people screaming that he didn't get sent are screaming that J.R. House needs to be executed on Fountain Square. <laughs> yeah, because he's out. He's out by a country mile. Um, yeah, I mean that that blew my mind. Like I saw people saying that online. And I was like, "What?" Like I can understand a lot of the other criticisms, and they all make sense and are are valid. That one, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, you just, it felt like you had him on second and you'd waited so long for the base hit with the guy in scoring position and you finally get it. And it's like, well, but that's, but the bottom line was he, you're still also why you don't, it's still first and third one out in the middle of your order coming. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, 
you're you're it's not like you're in a bad spot at that point you're thinking one of these guys is gonna you know mike moustakis yep um was i think you tweeted this a couple times was brought here for these moments and he's the guy with the postseason experience he's the guy who's been clutch clutch gene he's -hmm. the guy who has who you want up in those spots and there was a lot of times where in big spots today you had guys maybe who you didn't want up but there were a number of times where guys like suarez Guys like Mustakis. I mean, everybody really had their opportunities. We're up, and Mustakis in particular just co- I just couldn't deliver. At a certain point, you have to count on that guy, those guys, to to lift a fly ball, to get even a ground ball, to, or whatever. I mean, at some point, you have to, and you know, you just you don't. And what happens is, and we can dissect some of the other minutia of of the game, but. W- to me, the most interesting thing of this is it just feels like one of those deflating losses that's just a that's just it's no matter how much you talk about comeback the next day and you know Luis Castillo and your all that stuff, it just seems really that's a tough one to overcome when when you have that you have your hammer. Trevor Bauer and he delivers your pitching delivers. you do everything you can to beat a good team. And you just can't put it over the top, and now you now you've got to find a way to beat them twice after having gone through that whole experience. It's, yeah, it it's feels tough. like Atlanta's up twenty one three at halftime, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta's familiar. That's true. Atlanta familiar with giving up leads. Um, uh, it, but you so know, yeah. it's uh, it's. I don't know. It was is interesting it more, to hear Joey after that. Yeah, you know, I mean, you were on that call, right? Yeah, and you know what it reminded me of. I went back just in my head and it reminded me of Pete Rose. Okay. You know the story about uh, game six of the World Series, which was actually the last time the Reds lost on a walk-off in the playoffs? (laughs) What is the story? Well, in game six, which we all remember as um, the game that, that Carlton Fisk walked it off, right? That hits mm-hmm. the big home run that for some reason, like as a kid, you always saw that. And, you know, I was born in 1975. I was born a month after that game, a month and a day. Um, and I always thought that, you know, oh, the Red Sox won the World Series in 75 because that's all you ever <laughs> saw. That was the year I was born. Yeah. And like, that was the only thing you saw. I, I wasn't in Cincinnati and and all that and all that. But, you know, the story is that in that game went, uh, that went game went 12 innings. Pete Rose let off the 11th. Um, and one of the stories that uh, Carlton Fisk always tells is Pete Rose came up to the plate to start the 11th and goes, this is some kind of game, isn't it? And Fisk replies, some kind of game. <laughs> and like after the game, you read about it, like all the Reds, all those grade eight players are just like, no, oh, yeah, man, that was a great game. We lost, but we're going to win tomorrow. And like Sparky Anderson went nuts and hated it and was just really worried that they had blown it and they were never going to win. Yeah. And then they go on and, and, and win. And so that's, I mean, that is, I don't know. Now, that is maybe the greatest team of all time. So I'm not saying this is the greatest team of all time, but like that is just where my first thought went with Joey when he he was there talking about what a great game it was. 
Mm-hmm. And yep. all I could think of was was those stories I'd always read about Pete Rose in 76. And or 75, the, sorry. Yeah. And if there's one thing, I mean, we talked I wrote about it last week and we talked a lot about it. I mean, the players and David Bell talked a lot about it. About the ne- the need for toughness in the playoffs, the need for the ability to bounce back and put things behind you and respond to adversity and how the fact that they had developed that over the course of this season because of everything they went through and then finishing 11-3 to get in gave them that required trait is going to be tested. I mean, this is where they, this is where you had, they have to tap into it because only there's only a certain number of teams that can bounce back from that. And they may not be one. They may not be one. We don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens and how they play. And you you know you're going to rely on your pitching staff heavily again. Which, but you knew that. Um, but the the idea is, hey, there's, you know, we we faced longer odds than this already this year. All you got to do is go win a couple of games. Um, you know, the idea of having that as a part of what's going to carry you through is going to be tested immediately tomorrow. That's 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 what it is. That's what they're going to need. That and Luis Castillo. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the, we can listen to Joey here when he talks about the – someone asked him about the roller coaster of emotions. It's a uh, – I don't know. I thought it was just a really interesting answer. It's exciting. It's fun. You know, I went into – in the previous uh, – experiences in the playoffs I was more you know that's it's earlier in my career now I'm there's a lot of joy um I'm happy when guys do well and I look forward to you know I look forward to moving on to the next round I mean I think we have an excellent team and um you know today was today was the first game of a series I I think uh you know I think obviously we we know Atlanta is a a very good team well-rounded um you know, I think they recognize that we are also. And, you know, tomorrow's, I think, where we have our advantage. And then the third game is where we have our advantage. Our starting pitching is is elite. And uh, I think we're going to show that. Um, I, 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 I thought today was fun. It was long. It was, you know, we usually don't play at noon. Uh, it was almost five hours of baseball. It was, it was a real joy to be out there. And uh, I imagine there's probably a lot of uh, Reds and Braves fans that uh, – you know, <clears throat> may have added a few gray hairs, but we've got two more games in this series, and we can't wait. So we we go forward now um, to the game tomorrow. Luis Castillo will go against Ian Anderson. You know, you the the Reds tax out their bullpen pretty good in this one. I mean, they've yeah. got guys. Um, I mean, you know, David Bell didn't seem super concerned about that. I, basically pointing out some guys, you know, we train for this and some guys are going to get pushed a little bit, but you know, I mean, Sims goes on back to back days. Uh, Iglesias is maybe one guy you're worried about through 26 pitches, um, and an inning and a third, um, Archie Bradley only threw 12 pitches. Amir Garrett threw four. Um, and you've got and, your, and, I mean, you've got Tyler Malley. You've got Tyler Malley if if things go deeper. TJ Antone, I totally forgot yeah. about TJ Antone. Um, you didn't touch TJ Antone. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, you look at it, um, even in his last start, um, Luis Castillo didn't go deep, but he only threw like 77 pitches. They took him out. That was a warm-up. That was not a, you know, that was the day after they clinched. So it wasn't about... 
him pushing or, or being either his best or going his best. That was to that was to get his work in for for this start in start. So, you know, I, I think you feel good about Castillo going out there and and doing what he does. You, you hope he can uh, he can he rises to the occasion like Trevor Bauer did, or even you know part of <laughs> part of what Trevor Bauer did. Yeah, I mean Trevor Bauer was everything. You know, you just it's like that's the guy, man. That's that's the dude that's gonna win every big every feel like he's won every big game for you if you make the run. I mean that's it. And that's because that's what it looks like. He's, he's 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 the fact that really and not just Bauer to hold that lineup to what at one point basically through the majority of that game was like two hits. And no runs, and to just and just you know Bauer to have twelve strikeouts and without a walk. I mean, it's in that's insane to that lineup. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's insane how good they were. He does they deserve better. Um, you know, we didn't get it, but he didn't get they didn't get better. But um, you know, if they could find some way out. Um, <laughs> you you just love every time you send him out to the mound. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's uh, he is certainly. I mean, if if you want to be cynical, um, you wouldn't be cynical. Not? You're not a cynical type. If you want to be cynical, the best thing for Trevor Bauer is for the Reds to lose this series. He goes into free agency. And that is what his legacy is. You know, he doesn't have another chance to to for for him to have a not as good outing. Now, I don't think I am one hundred percent sure Trevor Bauer's not thinking of it that way. But I don't know, his agent might be. She might be like, you know, yeah. if this is what we go into, you know, there's very you go little into Trevor. a Cy Young winner. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the greatest, you know, like a great, a historically great um, uh, playoff appearance. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the topper. There's a, I mean, there's there's very little Trevor Bauer could do to uh, stop himself from getting a lot of money at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to get a lot of money regardless. Yeah. And yeah. we'll see what happens there. But, you know, uh, well, I mean, he could get hurt. That's the only thing. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, so the uh, you know we'll, we'll see. So Reds Reds send Luis Castillo out for game two. Uh, obviously backs against the wall elimination game, coming off of this um, thirteen inning <laughs> missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Everybody kind of had their chance, including the manager, um, and and everybody. Uh, most of them actually did whiff, like literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you talk about strikeouts. There, there were plenty of those to go around. You know, the Reds Reds pitcher struck out twenty one batters. I mean, that's almost two free pizzas. Almost. You know, and um, you know the the sixteen Reds batters struck out. Every I think I had it. I was right on this, wasn't I? That every starter in that game. Struck out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm looking at it now, just double checking my math. I said it during this thing, and I wanted to make sure I was right. But yeah, every every player who started in that game struck out. Yeah. So that's 18 strikeouts to start with. Um. Yeah, a lot of a lot lot of things you can dig through if you're a Reds fan, and and maybe decisions you can criticize one way or the other. The bottom line is they had a whole lot of opportunities with their horses at the plate in situations that they should have come through and they didn't. And in some ways that's baseball. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we will see if they end up regretting it or they feel like this is the game that costs them. Uh, we don't know, but I, I, I'm, I'm quite curious to see what happens the next, uh, the next two days because, um, it would fit the script if they bounced off the mat and found a way to still win. It, it would certainly fit the 2020 Reds script uh, yeah. if, if they found a way to I come mean, out of that one alive. We, we had a couple of times where we counted them out, right? Yeah. Like, you know, there's, you know, like you just, that doubleheader in, in, in Pittsburgh and then losing another game in Pittsburgh there. Um, you know, the, the sep- September 12th against St. Louis, there it was done. It was done, and a lot of people are counting them out today. And maybe, and maybe rightfully so. Maybe it ends up tomorrow. You know, Freddie Freeman hits yeah. two homers, and and that's that or whatever. I mean, you know, we we don't know. But hey, they're going to hang their hats on Luis Castillo, and there's there's worse places to hang your hat. That's for sure. So yeah, um, and and Sonny Gray after that, if they can get through. To me, that was yeah. always the payoff was getting to that third. I think that was where they had the biggest pitching advantage was getting to Sonny versus their three. That's where your starting pitching depth shows up. They just got to get to that game now. Yeah, especially if they can get, you know, you would like an early lead tomorrow or, you know, Thursday. You'd like an early lead and then get to their bullpen. I mean, that's that's ideal is get four or five runs, get to the bullpen so that they have to use a lot of those bullpen arms and that you have a big enough lead that you can hold it down. And then so some of those guys have gone two days in a row and that weakens the bullpen for the third day. Yeah, I mean, they sent. One inning a piece, almost an inning a piece, somewhere between ten and twenty-five pitches. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their b- relievers. Obviously, most of their top guys. I mean, they have a lot of them, <laughs> but yeah. you know, that's uh, that's all guys that will be coming out with some wear and tear on them uh, tomorrow. So we shall see, uh, and we of course will be back with you, um, wrapping up that game. And potentially looking forward to a game three if the Reds can win. That game will be at noon, right, Trent? I believe we have the result yeah. in on that. So Yeah, the A's um, um won. So that So means. that will put the game at noon again. Uh so correct. So everybody the uh, twins lost. Um which was I think it's eighteen straight postseason games. It's incredible. Yeah. That's <laughs> incredible. Uh all right, so we so we will be back after that. Of course, a reminder to everybody: if you want to read all the content from Trent, from myself, coming from this game, um, but our, the national folks hopping in tomorrow, all of that stuff, one dollar per month subscription still going on right now. The deal's still going on. So go to www.theathletic.com/warp. Uh, click on the link there and subscribe. Uh, one dollar a month can't beat it, uh, and you can read all of our coverage from this and. And uh, much, much, much more. So, anyway, thanks everybody for listening to our special playoff post game edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Ooh.